the screen rather than behind it. I've been up and I've been down and I've seen it all. Was in the gym working my shot, now they pass me the ball. They never answer when I call, now I'm the one they call. I've been up and I've been down and I've seen it all. Uh, crazy when you really gotta get it out the mud. Ducking paparazzi ain't the same as ducking slugs. Keep your circle small cause they be faking with the love. And always have your own back if push come to shove. Uh, mama said we been but never focus, they be watching. No matter how much they tell you to stop, don't never stop it. Uh, coming from the trenches, we don't get too many options. The fans always got their eyes on you like you. I've been laughing, I've been down and I've seen it all. Was in the gym working my shot, now they pass me the ball. They never answer when I call, now I'm the one they call. I done been up and I've been down and I've seen it all. I've been down and I've seen it all. Was in the gym working my shot, now they pass me the ball. They never answer when I call, now I'm the one they call. I've been up and I've been down and I've seen it all. They say the views of Hollywood are amazing and you love it, but I've been doing super bad like Seth and McLovin. Trying to run the underground like Miss Harry. All right, gentlemen, we are live. I'm gonna bring it over right to Mr. Mike Hawk. Otherwise known as Crotch. Why don't you give me an intro to this show there, buddy? I cannot even believe you just did that. Some of the guys out there are going to like it. Oops, Dave, that's a shout out to you guys. Paul, you're in top secret probation. Next to me, I got Rock. He made the show. Uh, we're one seat short. We'll see if he shows up. Normally, Democrats are late, so it's nothing new. Uh, what, do you, what do you got cracking there, Rocky? It's good to see you. We we were actually really surprised. We didn't think you'd be here at all. We thought it was going to be the Mike and Paul show. So if you could leave, that'd be great. <laughs> hey, is your camera even on? Uh, yeah, see? Paul told you to check that. Don't FCC, worry, Mike Paul. only said that seven times before we started. You yeah, hey, is that every on? Time. I think well, you just need to be quiet, Mike. USB connection failed. Oh, no, there he is. Look at that yeah. pretty face. Or his back. Wow, you've been working out, or is that just an extra thick flannel you got That's on? That's an extra thick flannel. I'm yeah. sure it, it accentuates my abs. I think, I don't, I'm not sure if it's your abs that's being accentuated. <laughs> I, uh, I did a video yesterday for the restaurant, and uh, I watched it back, and I watched myself walk out to this tent, and I was like, holy, that flannel's not doing me any justice, is no. it? <laughs> <laughs> Favors, I mean. <laughs> yeah, move the microphone closer to your face. You talk like a girl, it's real soft. What, what is your deal today? What, Why are you all, what are you all over me for? Huh? I made the show. You didn't think I was going to make the show, and now you're just dogging me. Yeah, I'm proud you're here, dude. I, like I said, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm kind of... And I anxious. called you today, too, speaking of people that don't answer their phones. Yeah, I called you back twice, speaking of people that don't answer their You know what I phones. just realized? What? My cellular data has been off probably for three quarters of the day. Yeah. I, that's why my text messages weren't going through. Okay, that's a good excuse. <laughs> Still didn't answer. I, I, got, I got no comment on that. <laughs> I did call you back though. So, are you guys gonna like massage each other yeah, later? Or hey, you know what? We I fought a little one. bit. We're gonna I make up now. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I got I got a monologue I want to do on the show today. You know, uh, sometimes our show gets really divided. Uh, my, you know, prof and myself, we we really stab back and forth at each other, and we're passionate about our beliefs. So I wrote a little something. You and prof stab each other. Yeah, it's about to get serious right now, Rock. Put your put your serious face on. So, anyways, here we go. Uh, this is some nice, some thoughts I put together, and and just kind of a monologue that that I'd like everybody and all of our listeners to to 
pay close attention to because I think it's an important message. So here we go. In World War II, the Nazis used Blitzkrieg. It was a form of war that overwhelmed the opposition. You attack them with every bit of force you have, not waiting for reinforcements, but rather have the reinforcements fighting with you. Very fast, very tactical, and from many different directions. They were very successful at this. I feel today we're dealing with the same Blitzkrieg. We the people are being attacked from so many different directions, so fast, so fiercely. The mainstream media will not tell you the truth. They will censor your truth. They will even censor our own elected president for having a voice. Big tech will now stop and suppress all forms of free speech if it does not agree or fit with their narrative. Then it's not okay for you to see it, to hear it, or think it. We are in a war. The war we are fighting now is not with guns, tanks, or planes, but it is a war of information. This all started in our schools when they were indoctrinated by Marxist ideals. The children of my generation have become soldiers of war without even knowing it, stripping away their own freedoms and rights that our forefathers and our fathers before them fought for and died for. It is time to wake up and stand together for America. We are the 99%, and the 1% that controls you gets the power from the 99%. The 1% loses the power when the 99% stands together. We are losing this war, and until we stand together, no matter what side of the spectrum you are on, we will continue to lose. This is my call to every American to wake up. Do not pick a left or a right side, but pick the American side. Do not divide ourselves between colors and nationalities, but divide ourselves between the 99% and the 1%. The 1% that wants to take away your rights, the ones that do not want you to have a choice, but would rather make the decision for us and take away our livelihoods so that we are broken and have nothing to fight back with. Don't you find it funny that off-sales an essential business or a strip club, <laughs> but not restaurants, bars, or churches? This started with an election in 2016 when the mainstream media refused to accept what the American people wanted, which I believe was a change from the average politician that did nothing for anyone and everything for themselves. They were immediately put into fear of losing everything they had worked so hard for over the centuries, working towards an end goal where America falls. Because free people can unite, and united people are a threat to everyone in power. Because we the people have the power, we give the power, and we can take the power. That is, unless we let this election fraud slide. Then we have no power. And with the anomaly of 2016, the media mask came off. Mainstream media painted a brush across the U.S. president and his supporters that made them all racist and bigots, homophobes, and fascists. They called him a traitor to our country with no evidence and a fake dossier. They investigated for four years, spent millions of your taxpayer dollars, spied on his campaign, and had him impeached over a congratulatory phone call because of one whistleblower 
who was anonymous. Fast forward to the 2020 election with thousands of whistleblowers signed under oath of perjury, entire states coming together to contest election results. If you do not see instances of voter fraud, then you are blind and it's time to wake up. I do not say this because I want a President Trump or a President Biden. I say this because the Republic of the United States of America depends on the exposure of this election fraud. It no longer has to do with race, red or blue states, Republican, Democrat, liberal or conservative. It has to do with the 99% versus the 1%. If this election is fair, I will accept it, and I know the American people will accept it. But we are not stupid. We see what is happening, and we will stand up. This is a call to every American, no matter where you stand, to take the blinders off, Stand with your brothers and sisters of America. The world is watching. As Americans, we are trendsetters. We are leaders of the free world, not one man or a small group of appointed officials. If we fail now, the world will surely fall. Don't let the 1% take your business. Don't let the 1% take your rights. Because we are making history right now. And when the future looks back on this, what side of history will they say you were on? Were you on the Axis powers or the Allied powers? When you look back at your kid in 10 years, will you say you fought or you just laid down and let the 1% take it? Because that is who we are fighting for, our children. They'll be the ones who are suffering when this is all done if you don't stand up and fight. If you were too cowardly to stand up for your children or yourself, stand up for the future. It's time to unite. And I know this sounds impossible, but there, there's one great president that talked about the word impossible, and I'm going to play that for you now. I appreciate you guys. Your hearts today, it's this. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference. The more that a broken system tells you that you're wrong, the more certain you should be that you must keep pushing ahead. You must keep pushing forward. So with that, I know it got serious, but sometimes we got to be serious because even though we have a small group, we're kind of influencers in a way. Uh, people, people listen to us. They like to hear us fight and bicker and, and get mad at each other. But at the end, we, we all need to unite and stop with the race baiting and the Proud Boys and the BLM and the Antifa because all that is is taken away from the 99% because that's where the power is. That's where the change is in unity. So with that, I'm done going off on my monologue and i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope some of you are mad about it i hope it makes everybody think that's that's what it should do yeah just make you think make you think about what's going on right now what's what's playing out in the state of minnesota yeah they're getting ready to arrest a bar owner tomorrow a single mom in a town of 300 people in southwest minnesota they're going to arrest her for operating her business 
That's what we've come to. And I get that, that people are okay with that, and they're probably cheering it. But it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. I mean, I've had conversations now over the last few days with, with uh, other bar owners that, that have had possessions repossessed now. Uh, things are starting to get bleak. They really are. And they're just, you know, I've stayed off of social media on my own just because I get tired of, of the people that, you know, want to champion making sure that, you know, everybody, nobody dies from COVID, yet they don't care what happens to all these small business owners. And it just, it just it blows my mind the way you can be so passionate about some and then dispassionate about the others. Well, you know, something that you had brought up before we even started this was uh, you're talking about Keith Ellingson and El- Ellison, Ellison yep. and talking about, you know, the blood being on the hands yeah. of the business owners that, you know, let people into their bar. But like you just said, what about the, the bloods on the hands of the politicians that let people, you know, go bankrupt, die of suicide, all that other stuff? Well, that's just it. He was, yeah. he was quoted. Um, you know, he basically, it's, it's just, it's comical to watch him tout everything and all the power he has and, and the way he just subtly displays that in a, a tidbit here or there. But uh, he says here that, that to the few businesses that are choosing to operate openly and violate the executive order, I say this is the wrong way to go. I don't enjoy using the enforcement tools that I have, but I will use them to hold violators accountable and keep Minnesotans safe. He thanked the businesses that are complying, uh, deemed it unfair, unfair competition from those who are not. In the statement, he claims that only a small handful of instances has his office found an establishment to, to be in an open violation of the governor's orders. And he, he compiled a list, and then he put out a statement that said uh, businesses or a statement with a list and asked businesses to comply with the orders voluntarily. And if they don't, he declares, you're putting people at risk. People will get sick and die because of you. Not only from COVID-19. If somebody has a heart attack or a stroke or gets in a car accident and dies because they can't get an ICU bed because that ICU bed's being used by somebody who got COVID at your establishment, pointing at a restaurant owner, or got it from somebody who got it at your establishment, that death is also on you. And that, that, that statement infuriated me. Infuriated me. How about you, Mr. Attorney General? How about you? How about the business owner or the industry worker that finds their back up against the wall because they're about to lose everything? They commit suicide because they find no way out of this. And who, whose hands is that on? Is that on yours, Mr. Attorney General? Mr. Ellison, is that on your hands? Right. If that blood's on our hands, is that on yours? Yeah. No, let's not address that elephant in the room. Because everybody else is playing politics except Governor Walls and Keith Ellison. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but I've been thinking about this real hard. Like, what's a solution for the people who are trying to save every single life? Which, I mean, that's great, but we know it's impossible. And for the business op- owners to, to remain open. So what, what's a great solution for this? And, and you know what I could come up with? We have county commissioners, right? So why can't we go county by county? We could for school, but apparently that's only good for certain parts of, of everyday life. Right. I mean, that's we always talk about 
all the issues we have, but we don't really bring solutions. And I feel like today's show is going to be a lot about solutions. And, and that's what I see. Have, you know what, Waltz, release a little bit of the communism and give it back to a little closer to the people with the county commissioners and say, hey, you know what, uh, Polk County right now, we're a border state and we got people coming over from North Dakota. Our numbers aren't really different. We're going to open up. You know, give them the power to make their own decision. And you'd be really surprised at how responsible people are. But th- that's you know? the problem. Who in this room, maybe profit, believes it has anything to do with allowing people to think for themselves? That's not what it's about. No, Clearly. I agree. Clearly. I mean, I mean I, I, I've tried to stay out of saying that this is political for a long time. <laughs> I mean, I've literally switched political affiliation in less than nine months because of the shit that I see going on right now. And it's, it's right in front of you if you want to look at it. You know, you look at, at, especially over the last couple of weeks, what's happened with um, these businesses defying the orders. And you, look, you go through some of these media outlets, Star Tribune, Fargo Forum, KFGO, you know, WDAY, local ones, and you read what people say. And it just absolutely blows my mind. I, I, I don't know that, that the people that are, are staunchly behind throwing them in jail and this, that, and the other thing, I don't think, honestly, I don't think most of them quite understand even where the heck East Grand Forks, Minnesota is located. I don't think they realize that it's a stone's throw away from Grand Forks. I know people that lived in Bemidji and Duluth that didn't realize how close we were to Grand Forks. I mean, and then those that did down there thought we were in North Dakota yeah. all along. So <laughs> at, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's easy for them. They just sit there and they just throw stones, throw stones, throw stones with literally nothing to back up their debate at all. Well, I, I actually, I, I can back up that debate because COVID can't cross the river. Well, it's, I mean, that's Apparently. about, yeah. And, and, but the problem is I had this conversation with Brandon Bucklew from uh, Ace Hardware today and he said, you know, and I, I think if I'm not mistaken, maybe Brandon can co- correct me, but I think he's a pretty li- liberal individual. Very. Yeah. Um, and we had this conversation and, and we found common ground and, you know, he, he's one that he can see it from both sides. And I told him that, you know what? I can too. I honestly, as a business owner, I can see it from both sides. You know, if, if, the restrictions are in place the way they were. Our capacity was, was 50%. Everybody had to sit down. Everybody had to wear masks. You know, I, I get it. I get why you're doing that. You have some other establishments um, out there, you know, all across the country that, that are packing people in elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder. And, yeah, I, mean, I, I can see that maybe that could be a, be a culprit. But at the end of the day, everybody needs to wake up and realize this is a virus. It's a virus. For anybody, any keyboard warrior that's perusing all these, all these social media sites looking for things to chime in on, this is a virus. They can't adequately tell you with 100% certainty where you got it. It's literally impossible. So follow that science. Everybody wants to say science, science, science. How about that science? They can contact trace all they want, but they cannot 100% accurately say where you got it. It's an airborne virus. Yeah, look, I think the gig is up. I think everybody's waking up to the fact that this isn't about strictly a virus anymore. This is about a power struggle between governors, citizens, presidents. I like this is a power grab. This is huge. This is <laughs> when I, you know, when I want when I had my monologue about the 1%, I see Waltz as the 1%. I see big business as the 1%. Like you can't, if we all stand together in this, they can't find us all. They can't fit us all in court. They can't, I mean, you were saying, 
Well, he has to be 1% because he's 99% full of shit. <laughs> I agree. You were saying, just like your ice house uh, situation is is not in compliance, correct? Is it, is it now what you said? So, I mean, people are supposed to sit outside and, and just freeze? I don't... He knew what he was doing. Oh, I'm going to give a little bit and look good. He still looked like a dick. Hey, um, we also need to point out, too, that uh, Mr. Prophet McFly just joined the what up, what up what up y'all hold on i'm trying to get i'm trying to get the bomb thing going on here ready welcome yeah. what's up prof <laughs> hey I'm, I'm 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 starting to get this worked out you know yeah. it's, a, it's a timing thing it's, he forgot to turn justin's camera on after i told him seven times to turn his camera on it's all right though <laughs> I'll tell you the truth, I don't want to look at myself right now. Well, he changed the angle on you. You don't look as obese anymore. So, I had my hat off one day, and a buddy of mine said that if you guys don't change the camera angles so the, the reflection isn't bouncing off my forehead, he wasn't going to be able to watch the show anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sun sunglasses on. <laughs> hey, so my cousin Alex, props to you, Alex, he told me I, I don't have a forehead, I have a five head because it's a little bit more than a forehead. Yeah. And I, I was, I was watching. I, I was, my I was watching the show the other day, and I was right where you were sitting, and I had like the light right on me, and yeah, it was it was cue ball, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, but as far as you know, as far as this whole thing goes, that's the other thing. It's it's what's crazy about this whole scenario. You know, I keep bringing it back to the state of Minnesota, um, but the governor comes out with. This relief bill, which is it's laughable in and of itself, because when it, when you read it, it comes down to it. It doesn't cover a large facet of businesses across the state of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know, we opened just after January first, twenty twenty, and the part the bill states that you had to have been doing business and you had to have ten thousand dollars in sales in twenty nineteen to qualify for any of this relief that he's sending out right now, mind you. That $88,000 or $88 million of this $260 million bill that they're passing is being sent directly to businesses who qualify under this criteria. $88 million. So, basically, so putting that in context, richer kind of thing? Or put, what? put it in context. The city of East Grand Forks was given, uh, I think it was over half a million to distribute to basically under the CARES Act, leftover CARES Act funds from the state that got sent to the city of East Grand Forks. That was distributed to about 20 some. Uh, businesses. Some got, you know, up to 10, 15, 20,000. So wait, wait, 20 businesses around Minnesota? No, just in the city of East Grand Forks. Oh, this was the okay, CARES okay. Act. There was leftover right. money about a month ago okay. that, that was given to the city and was supposed to be distributed to right. those affected by COVID-19 closures. And over a half a million dollars, or I think it was 800,000, was eaten up by 20, 20 some places or 40 some places. I can't remember the exact numbers. Don't quote me well to find it. But it equated out to some places got... 1500 to 3000 some places got as much as as 20000 just depending on how they were hit how many employees they had and everything else that was $800,000 so 88 million that's one city 88 million is going directly to businesses they're going to get sent a check is what they say it'll be mailed a check probably sometime in January uh, for whatever it is you qualify for it could be anywhere from 10 10 mil, or $10,000 if you have one to 10 employees all the way up to i think like 25000 i think is a max okay the rest of the money is going to distribu- be distributed to the counties. The counties get to distribute that however they deem necessary. Those funds won't be available for months. Months. 
Yeah. You, you got businesses on life support now. So this little breadcrumb that he laid out to make his extension and to continue the stranglehold like he's doing, it's nothing. Yeah. So everyone that says, oh, but you're getting all this free money. No, people are not getting free money. We're one of them. We're not getting a dime from this and because we don't qualify. Part of the problem is that people aren't getting money. Like we can start there. Trickle down doesn't work. And if you fed the economy from the people who, what was the number? 80% of Americans can't survive a $400 unexpected, unexpected expense. expense yeah. So if we start with that, the people who actually like can't survive more than their paycheck. But those are the people being affected right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if we started with there and money was being given to them, like I have a friend that lives in Switzerland. She got another check this month and they're in phase four and they're not going to have an upswing on second spike. They're good. They handled it right. They've been t- they handled it so well that people didn't have to go outside because they had enough money in their accounts. They didn't have to worry about work. You could have just shut your doors. Your your rent went up. Your uh, which we call cost when it went up, and all your employees would have been paid. Not from you. So it's not even like affecting your business budget. Sure. And now you can start over, knowing that the landscape is clear. We don't have to follow these crazy not all these crazy rules, but not as much crazy rules because we understand the health of our population. We don't have to wait for governments to pass money down, down, down because every individual person, citizen, taxpayer, citizen is is taken care of. And we say this like all the time, um, the businesses, the businesses. What about all the people in prison who aren't getting health care? What about all the people who are homeless who don't have, like they don't have an address to get a check and they're still not being looked after? You know what I mean? Like, so this affects millions of people directly. The business is an aspect of it because it hasn't been handled right. But directly, like one-on-one, first we should be taking care of our citizens. I think if we solve that problem, then we, can, we have time to deal with the secondary problem, which is our business. But part of that, too, is, is the majority of adults, the vast majority are working adults, right? Yeah. So the vast majority of those working adults are the people you just said probably can't even afford a $400 unexpected payment. Exactly. It doesn't matter whether, whether you're working for $15 an hour or you're somebody that makes $50,000 no, an hour. So they should Depending be on your payments the whole time is what I'm saying. Right. I, I have a, from that 1200 we got, which was not enough because most people don't make minimum wage. Some people do. Some people don't. Right. Like if you, if you're a producer or a director for a big movie studio, everything's shut down. Right. You don't have craft services. You don't have nothing. Everything's shut down. But your mansion bill is, you still have to pay your property mortgage. You still got to pay your property tax. Like these things aren't being going away. The government is not protecting us from debt and they're not stimulating. They're stimulating the economy and corporations. They're not stimulating people directly, right. which is why you're waiting. Like, Main Street. Exactly. What were you going to say, Mike? Well, I just, you had mentioned, you know, the reason why we're talking about small businesses because they haven't handled it properly, right? And then you said what we're not talking about is prisons and homeless. Well, I'll tell you who doesn't need a job, the homeless in the prison. You know, well, the homeless prisoners. people could use a job. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they could, but there was jobs out there before, you know. And, I mean, what were we doing for the homeless before? We weren't mailing them checks. And a lot of them, you know, I'm not, I'm not speaking for every homeless person, but I've watched what's going on in L.A. and stuff, and I, I've watched some of the documentaries. And a lot of them, it's a choice. It's a lifestyle. And... and I mean, that is what it is, but I think the small business affects way more than, you know, the small group that is our homeless and in the prisons. And I think that's a perception thing. That's not a small group. America has 25% of the world's prison population. That's roughly 
20 million people. At the that's end not, of the day, that's at, that's at not, the end of the day, it, prisoners aren't be affected, aren't being affected right now. Well, you adversely, get, other you than they already were before. And the COs are wearing masks, and you're locked inside your cell. Okay. Well, the only, well, thing, well, only, actually, the only options I, are death or not. I want to think that that, that should be represented. I want to cap. I want to talk about that though for a second because can I say one you more know, thing? Let me finish my point. Okay. We judge societies by how they treat the lowest class of their citizens. So, business. You're right. Homeless people and prisoners are a different class, but society gets judged by how we treat them. So ignoring them and dealing with other percent means that they can make that 1% argument about us. And that means that nothing's actually getting solved. Well, it's a trickle-down effect because if the people who work at small businesses aren't walking down the street with a homeless guy standing there asking for money or playing the drums or whatever they're doing to make what little income they can, are they willing to share? Because small business, I can tell you right now, I don't care what the prison numbers are and the homeless numbers are, small business affects more people than that are in our prison systems and homeless systems. So I think it's a prioritizing. Well, take what, take what, it back to the hold next. On, what I was, was going to point out, though, is like when you talk about the homeless and the prison system, and I don't think that anybody would really choose to be homeless. I'm going to disagree with you on that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong, but... And also with the prison system. I don't system, think anyone chooses to go to jail either. And that's the thing. But with the, well, the yeah, prison yeah. system, though, with these people that are going out of business and they're becoming homeless and they're not having a, a shelter over their head or a, a food in you know, their belly, in the prison system, they get that. Yeah. A, a lot of people, they go to prison just for the fact that they, they, get, get they, they can get a, a, you know, well, a, not, a no. cot and no, a hot no, and a, a window with a view. Uh, Which and, I, and that's a good. How are they not getting health care? Like, when did that change? All of a sudden, they just shut off prisoners' health care because you know what? I've I've sat a little stint in the nickel, dude. And if you're in there and you have a tooth that's bad, you get your tooth pulled, and it don't cost you nothing. They don't charge you when you leave. If you go down in there, they bring you to the hospital. Like, when did this change? I, I mean, that's scary if they literally are letting people die inside of prisons without helping them. It, it's First I mean, of all, so that- prison TikTok is a thing, so it's not like this and new people. Prisons have cell phones and videos have been coming out since before January when that one place in Alabama hadn't fed or allowed them to have access to hot water for almost a month. And I'm not saying it gets cold in Alabama, so this is the standards of living that we're regularly treated, already, already treated with and now we're in the COVID and we're in a pandemic and but here, supplies, here, supplies are getting cut short, shifts are getting cut short. And now these people who barely get what they're legally entitled to aren't even getting that. You don't think they're getting masks. You think they're getting COVID treatment. You think they're getting more rec time to be out in free air instead of confined in cells where they tell you this is an airborne virus and it'd be likely for you to get it. Like, no, they're not given more consideration. My only problem with your argument right now, Prof, is I get it. You know, as, as somebody who's a very liberal person like you are, you know, thinking about a lot of other people. I mean, that's kind of a, that is a trait of, of liberals. I mean, hopefully that's a trait of anybody with a good heart, but I but think that, I think you're, I think you're a little bit skewed in your, in your viewpoint of this, because right now we're talking about standing up for people that are literally in prison, which, you know, there's, there's ways to go about that. Right. But as of right now in the state of Minnesota and States all around the country that are, still being locked down and told, you know, what to do and what they can't do. We're creating more of a burden on not only healthcare and everything else by mental health, by physical health, because of what's going on, people get not getting paychecks, but you're also about to create probably a burden on the prison system because you're going to have people committing crimes because they can't afford food. They can't afford this. They can't afford that. So, you know, that's okay. If we want to, if we want to use the trickle down term and we want to look at, 
all these extensions of what's going on. But when we're talking about what's happening right now, we're creating more of a mess than we're fixing. And that's, that's the topic. That's the point that I'm trying to make is I don't care which side of the aisle you want, you're on. Right now, Prophet, you and I know this. How many people do you know that can't get unemployment? Because we have a handful at our restaurant alone that still can't get unemployment. They're getting their cell phones turned off. They're, get, they're, About they're back on rent. people as I know who've had or like have gotten sick with COVID, number's about the same. Like I know probably like a half a dozen people who can't get unemployment. I know about a dozen people who have been hospitalized. But that's, that's okay, that's just us. Every single restaurant in East Grand Forks right now has a large number of employees that still can't access unemployment benefits. So not only can they not work right now in, the, in their normal job, they can't access unemployment benefits. You know, and that's something that I, I've been thinking about, too, is because we have, you know, Grand Fork's best source, and we talk about everything that has to do with our community and, you know, like your restaurant getting the blunt of this by being in East Grand Forks and everything. But to be in a major city like New York, I can't imagine the amount of people that this is impacting compared to what we deal with in our backyard. I mean... To me, I, I, it, must, it, it must be just astronomical. I mean, I couldn't imagine you have a restaurant that has, in Grand Forks, employs 20 people, but you have a catering service in, say, New York that employs 3,000. You know, I, I try to put perspectives into things, and, yeah, I can't do it because I've been here my whole life. But, you know, to have I, – I, I think I'm, you're from New York, aren't you? Yep. Yeah, so to to see like that kind of scenario play out, I I just I would like to see how it's affecting all of them because I'm you know we don't see it here. Well, the problem is too like it's I kind of tread lightly when I talk about this stuff because I don't want to come off as a whiny business owner that's complaining because poor me my business and everything else. I mean, is it affecting us? You're 100 percent right, it's affecting us. I got a lot of good people around us, uh, profit included, that have a lot of good ideas. And together, we've been able to come up with some ideas that I think are pretty darn good. And that creativity, our marketing ability is allowing us to uh, stay a little bit more relevant than some people maybe can uh, because they don't have that support system around them. And I feel for those people. I really do because they didn't ask for this. They didn't ask to be put in this position. And now they're forced to to have to start thinking outside the box in ways that maybe they're not capable of doing. They were really good at what they were doing before. Now they're being asked to do something else and it might be a little hard for them. I, you just don't know. You don't know what situation any one of these small business owners are in. And that's the trouble with it. And when, so it's, when it's a one-size-fits-all Band-Aid that, that is continually trying to get put on this, this hemorrhaging wound that's going on right now in the state with 270-some thousand people in the hospitality industry, you know, it just, it's, it's not, there's not a way to fix it What's the way he's trying solution? to fix it. What, what would you do in his shoes? I mean, it, what would you do? It's, it's, I think it's a two-faceted answer because proactively, when he shut this down, it's just like Mayor Gander said in his press conference here just a little over a week ago. You know, realistically, and, and that's the problem with the government, not only from a federal standpoint, but a state standpoint in the, in the state of Minnesota. Not once, we've talked about this before on the show, not once during COVID-19 has there ever been any proactive thought process going on from these people. I've sat in rooms with, you know, five, 10 different people in, in a few different scenarios. And there's been ideas tossed around that would have made this thing exponentially better. Granted, there's a little bit of, of hindsight that we get to see, but he, he, governor walls did a shutdown. He did it six, seven months ago. 
So you'd think he would have taken some things from that and gone, you know what, geez, if we have to do this again, what are we going to do to make sure that people not only get the support they need if we have to shut them down, but also that these, these individuals in these industries get taken care of if, if they're no longer able to work. And the fact that that wasn't done with that amount of time, and these people are supposed to be the people who are smart enough to head up our state, and they can't even have the foresight to think that this might come around again, which they've been preaching for sure to make sure that everybody complied, but they didn't have the foresight to put a plan together that was any better than, oh, we're going to shut you down again in four days, and by the way, we're not doing anything for you, until everybody starts rising up and you have places starting to threaten to open and defy the order, and then all of a sudden we're going to find 280 some million dollars that isn't worth shit to most people, and we're going to throw it out to hopefully shut you up for a little while so you don't complain so much. That's the problem. That's the, the problem. There, so to answer your question, first, hold I, would have, I would have had a plan. Wait, hold on a second. That oh, was, you that, even got the visual that, effect. Oh, yeah. Th- that was deserving of it. Yeah. Face melter. First, you would have had a plan, right? You would have found a way to, to have the funds available and, and distribute them in a way that made sense. Obviously, it wasn't going to be enough to supplement what these places are losing. But secondly, he floated the idea of forgiving sales tax. That's never been spoken of again, except for two or three weeks ago, a week after he gave his initial press conference about shutting everyone down. Uh, he floated the idea. It's never been talked about since. Part of the new uh, money that's going to be given out is if you're behind on your sales tax, you're not eligible to receive any of the any of the grant money. So here, how about number two? Maybe somebody that was behind five, seven, ten thousand dollars, and they were going to use that money you were going to send out to make sure that they pay you off so their license is valid when this thing is over. Instead, you just said, nope, sorry. How about instead of doing that, you would have said, Well, by the way, if you're if you're back on your, or your Minnesota sales taxes, the money that we're going to send out is going to be used to pay that off first. And then you'll get whatever's left over. Yeah, That's genuine help. That's how you help. The fact that none of this is done, Profit, to, I'll speak to you directly because you, you semi-disagree with me on this. The fact that that was not done, none of this was done or thought about. The other thing would have been allow us to operate at 50 or 25%, right? And then maybe, maybe do something. You know, talk to the states, talk to the counties, say, or to the cities, the counties, and say, hey, you know, maybe we can do some things to tweak some fixed expenses, some utilities, all that kind of stuff. At least give them a chance to, to, to lower their overhead costs for the month. The fact that none of this was even thought of, and I've talked to state senators that their mind got blown that I told them, well, the PPP was amended so they can include businesses like ours because we only started doing business early January, but we were still clearly affected. They, they amended the, the PPP, the CARES Act, to make sure that it included businesses like ours. So we don't have the mental fortitude to have these ideas before we take these, these crazy steps like he's done, the fact that that stuff wasn't thought about tells me right now this had nothing to do with safety, COVID-19, precautions, anything else. It had nothing to do with that. Because so, now they continue to put the stranglehold on small business and make sure that they can do whatever they can to cripple them by the time they can get out of it. So I say this all the time to respond to what you were saying, Justin. Two things can happen at once. But really quick, I just want to read Anika Abbey's comment. She said, how can Governor Adolph Waltz wake up in the morning and feel okay with what he's doing to the state? Um, I can't speak for the governor. In his big, would, comfy, king-size bed and then take a trip to his yacht in Florida. So like I was saying, I wouldn't like, <laughs> yeah. blame or point fingers at the governor. Um, it's a failure of leadership, and he's not the top leader in this country. So there were things... 
Uh, no, but he answers the one He's the time. leader of the state. He Can I finish my sentence, please, without being interrupted four times, if that's okay with you guys? Yeah. So, as the leader of the country not giving any directive to, the, to his subordinates, to people who also represent that population, they're taking their cues from someone who's golfing. They're taking their cues from someone who's not giving cues. Um, and back in March 12th of this year, Hillary, Twin, Hillary, Hillary Clinton excuse me, tweeted Trump at Trump and said, these three things need to be done. One of the three things would have protected all of us in our businesses. And that was stop all payments, stop all collections. Like everything needs to go on pause until we have a solution. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the solution is. Until we actually have a plan to roll out, we need to stop having people collect money because that lack of money on the board in our economy is going to affect us in the long term like now. So I agree failure, with you, by the, the way. The failure in leadership from the top is why we're in this position. Let's not pass the buck on to Governor Waltz and blah, blah, blah. They're reacting to a situation where they're not giving directives from the top. They're being told one thing from Fauci, one thing from Trump, one thing from the state. One, you know what I mean? Their senators go to Washington to come back and give them another briefing. So they're, not, they're, they're following directives without a clear instruction. But you and realize that governors want no oversight from the federal government, I understand right? that. They but, want to run their states. But the way they, they also have no problem accepting federal money for situations they need it for, Well, nobody right? does because that's how you fund the republic. Exactly. So this is when the feds exist. Like we, we talk about this. The purpose of big government is when something can't be controlled by a state. A national global pandemic can't be controlled by one state. One state might figure out the solution to it, but unless everyone else joins in, it's not going to work. People travel between the, all the states. And a state-wide travel ban was one of the things she suggested. She said not to stop all international travel, stop all travel. We can't contact trace if people are hopping between states and planes and trains. So the failure at the top of leadership to care for people, to like, what, 3,000 people died yesterday and do is golfing. The failure at the top of leadership to care for people is why the attitudes of everyone else below him is the same. You want to fix this? I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it sucks because he's a lame duck president at this point. But if you want to fix it, we should be on Biden's ass now today saying, hey, I, I don't want $300. I want 300 plus whatever I didn't get for the last couple of months. I don't want a, a $1,200 check. I want my payments covered until... You guys have a solution for me. I don't want... Here's a secondary solution. Instead of waiting for just a handout and someone to hand you $600 or whatever... I'm not saying... How about Nancy Pelosi stops dragging her feet over a $600 payment and just says, let's pass the stimulus so bill, let's not, get people back to work, let's get this thing working. They're not dragging their feet over the $600 Let payment. It. They're dragging their feet over Mitch McConnell's refusal to leave big business out of it. He wants to make sure his buddies are getting covered too. <clears> and they're saying... Fine, if we have to, but since we're spending billions of dollars, can we make sure a chunk of it goes to the people, not to businesses, not to, to the actual people? That's what she's actually fighting for. The news is sells. Okay, so how about this? How about so this? They will play. Uh, uh, so like, big business buddies. How about this, Prof? What was one of the first industries to get completely bailed out at the beginning of this? Airlines. The airline industry, right? And okay. Banks. How about Governor Walls? He implements this brand new sweeping, secondary, third, whatever this is now, extends this this closure on us, right? Who gets exempt? Airports, airport restaurants. You can go sit and have a beer at a, at a bar, at a bar, at the, at the airport in, in St. Paul or Minneapolis, whatever. But no, you can't you can. do it anywhere else. Yeah, you can. My wife was just in there. You can't. It's, it's in his order. It says they're open. Oh, like now. Like now, right now. They're as open. Of his update. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, she airport, was just, re, I just read the order this no, morning. No, no, I get it. Bars was, and I restaurants you, in the airport are exempt. I thought you were saying previous. So why is it that that can, I mean, you talk about cronies and and rubbing elbows and everything else. They're all in it together. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what side you're on. I'm not. uh, So you guys are uh, shifting my point. My point is that if, if there's a failure, right? If you're the coach of a team, was that, was that players win coaches lose, right? 
So if you're the coach of a team and we're losing, hold the coach accountable. Ask the coach to start firing and hiring new assistant coaches. Ask the coach to add some new plays. Ask the coach to hire the right doctors. We're not holding the coach accountable. We're, we're passing the blame onto every assistant coach. Oh, I'm a kicker, and the special teams coach didn't get me to kick the play. No. The reason why we're losing is because the head coach is not coaching the team right. Period. So if we, now we have a new head coach coming in. Before he even puts his suit on, before he walks into the White House, he, we should have demands ready. I don't want a head coach. I want to be able to make my own decisions. But in scenarios like this, everyone making their decisions is why we have such a problem with the coronavirus in this country compared to every, every other country. So we need a head coach who can not only lead the people, but get his other leaders to follow his laws, demands, whatever, not through fear or through influence, but by showing that it works and showing his faith behind it. I don't need someone to stick themselves in with a plunger and say, I'm going to take a vaccine. I don't need someone to promise a business a million dollars. What I need to do is know that as pissed off as you are, your calls aren't just stopping a Governor Walsh. They're making it to the White House. They're making it to the people who are handing out these federal money that Walsh is following and saying, here's what I want. If we do that as a nation, we don't need to uh, protest and complain and make all these little uh, – you can get a million petitions in North Dakota. You can't. There's not enough people. But – but you, but you can if you leave North Dakota. If you can buy North Dakota and South Dakota, now we're getting to a million, right? If you're Democrat, you get in. You throw in Montana. Just kidding, bro. And, and all of a sudden, right, you, you have the numbers to actually hold the, the commander-in-chief beholden to you. Hold the secretary of state. Hold the, the secretary of interior. The housing secretary. These all people aren't doing their jobs. If people have rent that's not getting paid or, or if you're a landlord and not collecting your rent because of COVID, the housing secretary should be like, yo, bro, do your job. So what would you what would you say to do? Because obviously this this trickles up now. Because if you're right now, if just you're like, somebody just like that Black Lives Matter had demands for Biden before he even started, like while he was campaigning, we had demands for him. There should we've known Corona's happening the whole time. How do we not have demands? No, for I'm the talking strictly about about the the mortgage or the the if you if you lease if you you know if you owe somebody money your landlord whatever else then what do you say about that because this affects everybody too if you're if you're leasing an apartment Everyone's, and you can't pay your landlord now they can't pay exactly. their bank if no, they have exactly. a loan everything out. should be paused and that's why the banks should get bailout money as a, a here's a buffer to hold it while we figure out what the exact numbers are this should hold you over right that's how it should be working that's not what happened it was oh hey bro. I saw you last week at the White House meeting. I'm going to make sure your company is covered. That's what actually happened, right? Like, that's what in reality happens. And that's not what's supposed to be happening. That's how the money is supposed to be turned. The way we avoid that is by sending as much of that billions as possible into the hands of the actual people. If someone decides to buy a car tomorrow, that's on them. Helps the dealership, though. Business is working, right? And if someone decides to spend all their check at the spud, I'm okay with it. I'm sure you are. That's on them, though, right? Now, now, now the blame's not on the government. Now the blame's not on the governor. It's on each individual for how they choose to spend and Save their money. Okay. I'm going to uh, take a quick pause here because I've been seeing uh, Mr. Crotch over here taking a lot of notes. I think he might have something to say. Do it. Do it. Well, you got a lot to unpack there. Uh, you started out saying uh, the president is, is basically at fault for this. Would so you say he's not? I, I'm going to talk now. So. I'm, saying, would you, I'm asking you a question. Would you say he's not at fault? I think if you let me talk, you'd understand where I was going to go. I know uh, you couldn't answer a question. Speak, my bad. <laughs> no, I tried to ask you a question when I didn't agree with something. What'd you say? Be quiet and let me talk. So now it's your turn. To well, I mean, that's after Paul interrupted me and Justin interrupted me. So I was trying to finish my thought before I got interrupted. It's like I'm stopping talking now to let you, but I would love to know the answer. Well, I get, if you shut that thing in front of your face and open the ones on the side, you're going to hear it. <laughs> or you could just say the answer. <gasps> Maybe I'm going to say the answer. Stop talking. Just chill out for a second. 
So the president, you say, is the one at fault. Uh, well, this president ran on limiting government interaction. That's basically what his platform was. I'm going to take away from the government overreach and the interaction constantly happening. Okay, well, now we have a pandemic, right? So what's the first thing he does? He shuts down flights to China. Well, he's, he's a big jerk for doing that, right? He can't do that. That's, what a loser, and he's being racist. I mean, well, he was. No, you're still going to interrupt. So that's, that's one way to look at it, right? So he's, he's, a, he's a president who runs on limited government. He tries to stop it from right at the origin. Nancy Pelosi goes into Chinatown because instantly wants to turn into a political racial affair and make him look like a racist, and you drank the Kool-Aid on it. And so now, now when they shut it all down, he's a jerk, and then they come out after the fact when it gets out of control and blame it on him. You should have shut it down earlier. What, what's wrong with you? And Prophet's over here. Yeah, he's a racist. That's why he shut it down, because he doesn't like Chinese people. No, he shut it down, because that's I mean, where the origin is. Stop. Be quiet. He crossed out the governors, China and not coronavirus. So what you're saying is so governors can't control their, their own states. So what's the point of having a governor? That he put it on the governors because they weren't listening to him in the first place. They've been trying the, – the blue states have been trying to impeach the poor guy since he got in there for four years straight, spent all of our money, did everything they could, washed the media, did, did everything in their power to get this guy out to make him look like a racist. He can't do nothing right. And now all of a sudden he's like, fine, here you go. You guys deal with it. What are we in here bitching about? We're bitching about blue states. So that's what we're bitching. You'd be quiet. And so <laughs> he's so cute, right? He thinks he's one of his kids. So the head coach that you talk about is messing up, right? The head coach, it, when you're the head coach, you're not a tyrant. You delegate. That's what makes you a good coach. You delegate to people who are good at what they do, right? So running a state is that's what a governor is supposed to be good at. A president's supposed to be good at overseeing the entirety of the nation, federal law, not state law. So when you say the head coach is messing up, well, that's not his forte. Forte is to dabble in every single state's affairs. Because he's not actually a so statement. He's then, a celebrity apprentice. So then after that, you decide, I mean, all you do is interrupt me, and you want, to get, you want me to give you respect, but you don't want to give it. That's where we're going to have to meet in the middle a little bit here and work Well, together. when I cut you off, when, I, when you interrupted me, I didn't get disrespectful me. You're talking to me like one of your kids, so I'm going to keep on poking at you until you You told actually, me to shut up. No, I you said, told me I to said, shut while up. while I'm speaking, can I finish yeah. my comment? Can I finish I mine? I said that about... Did I, did I, did I address yeah. any of you guys disrespectfully? Yeah, you did. You did. did. And how many times did I ask you to be quiet and you kept chiming in? So now I got to treat you like a kid. Can you, can you cue the quiet baby sounds, please? Uh, now I had to treat this you like a kid because you won't quit. You won't quit Cue interrupting the, me. the crybaby sound. Yeah, I just asked turn you my nice. mic off. I'm going to watch. I asked you nice so many times to be quiet. Wait, so wait, now, was nice one. Could we record it and get back to the nice one? I want to probably when America was great. Talk, dude. No, yeah, he he said he said it nice when America was great. Go ahead, continue. My sister's FaceTiming me. I'm going to take five. So, and then you stated that you know BLM made demands to Joe Biden before. He was even president, right? Well, they actually just came out uh, and made more demands to Joe Biden saying, hey, we got you elected. Now you need to you know, work with us on the Breathe Act and all those kind of things. What, what really bothers me about that is we've talked about this and how people, these, these politicians should have to wear like NASCAR coats with people who sponsor them. 
you know, they, they should have the name, you know, big oil, this, that, every time they're in, in office and talking in public. Well, now so, you have BLM saying the same things that big oil is saying. They basically backed a candidate for their own betterment, not for America's betterment, for their own agenda. So what makes them So now he's complaining better. about black people doing what every other group in the country has done since the beginning of time. Continue. They're a lobbyist. Right now, they've, they've turned themselves into a lobbyist. That's all that's I'm that's saying. That's how you make change in America? That's why the pharmaceutical companies run in America? That's why the banks got bailed out? That's why... Okay. Right, right? That's, that's, uh, that's America, great right? that you, you, you think that's okay. So I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying if you want to move a tide, if you want to make change, and you see this is how change is made, you follow that patent so you can get part of the group. You don't like, if someone's giving out free chickens and everyone that raises their hand gets a chicken, you're not going to sit there with your hand down and be like, how come I didn't get a chicken? No, you're going to raise your hand, right? So now that we're hip to the game, we're playing with the rules. I, I will point out that if he can't get his point across, then it's hard to have a counterpoint. His point was, don't blame Trump. The governor is in charge, too. And I'm saying that... I don't that, think he got to finish his point. And the point is, that's, that's, not, how, that's not why federal government exists. It's, okay. it's, well, uh, Prophet, let, let him finish his point, and then, and then let's, give, let's give you... By all means, let him, let yep. him finish trumping. And, and then, you can, you, then you can counteract with your point. I already, I already made my points. Yeah. Weird you're still talking, though. So, you're not. Cry the, the baby sounds. So, really, I mean, if you would have been here, my point's made is that everybody wants to blame Trump. He tried to do the right thing, and he got shut down. It, was, it, it all got turned political. When? When he when? said it will be going in April, and the, the, we had the highest number of cases until now in April? If, you, if people would have just let him do his job instead of constantly political attacks, oh, you can't do that right, oh, you he can't do that. He never did the why job. Would you? That's why we're in this scenario. You're, you're saying... If he had done what he had done, then we wouldn't be in where we're at today. But he, who was there? He was the one in the White House, right? He had the opportunity to do it, and he did it, and that's why we are where we're at today. Don't try to pass. You guys are doing a great job of packing, passing the buck to, to defend your cult leader. And <laughs> instead of, like, and this is why things can't move Aaron will appreciate because, that one. <laughs> because you're not holding him accountable. And I'm not even blaming him anymore. My point wasn't to blame Trump. My point was to say that happened. Now He's we have a new president. Now we have fault. a new coach coming in. Let's address our concerns to him. Stop crying at Governor Waltz. Stop crying at all these people who have a limited amount of control when it comes to national emergencies. A pandemic is not a, a Minnesota, North Dakota emergency. It's a national emergency. So the national government should have oversight on it, right? Okay. Is my logic flawed? So why, hey, why I, is I'm Governor gonna, I'm Waltz point able out to and control it then? I'm going to point out. Hey, I, I'm a, because cameras it wasn't on controlled me. from the head. Cameras on me right now. And, I know that, Paul, but and, he and my no, I'm, I'm going to scroll up and I'm going to okay. say that. Uh, hold on, can you can you scroll up? To, you can mute my to, mic. Let me know when I'm allowed to speak again. Okay, I will because how come it's not doing it? Oh yeah, you have to move it over. No, but Prophet, the, the point is that we have a lot of comments saying that Mike is trying to speak. You keep interrupting him, and the last one was is that uh, hey, he can't hear nobody. This thing doesn't no. work. Well, in any case, it was, hey, it, hey. I, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect audio. you, Prof, but what? Audio. What about the audio? They can't hear nothing. How do we lose audio? No, no sound. sound. What the hell happened? Kind of peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. What kind, what kind of jalopy thing you got going on here? Right? Lost volume. 
Did you press mute? I didn't touch anything. I don't think anyway. Still got nothing? Did you hit anything on there? Still nothing? Check one, check two. No talking, she says. All right, give me a second there, people. Yeah, might have to uh, type no, that. Nobody Prof, can type hear. that on there. No, nobody can hear me. He got someone do the. We just went from forty-two to thirty-six. Well, what the fuck do you want me to do about it? Produce. I don't know why we would have lost audio, unless we got cut off from Facebook. I mean, how would we still have video but no audio? <laughs> I could see it happening. Did Did you turn the wrong one down? No, everything's still up. What about those three? Not one of them yeah, has to be up. Okay, I've always heard that you should always just reset the whole thing. Facebook shut you down. Yeah, hold on. I All wouldn't right. doubt it. I no, really no, no, would no, not no. doubt it's, it. It's muted on YouTube. It's muted on YouTube. Platforms. Go rip a dart. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Can I get in, back in this mm-hmm. little bitch? Oh, yeah. I'll go through fucking. What time does the mall close? <laughs> close at eight. Annika says, Frickin' Trump, it's his fault. <laughs> Frickin' Trump, it's his fault. <laughs> I, bet, I bet Facebook shot us down. No, I'm not no, joking. Just said, just YouTube said. is down to the Oh, YouTube is down check. too? Yeah. So it's us. Try reset this Unplug screen. your main power source to your deal and plug it back in. Now you can't do that because I'm I just so ended the stream. Yeah, because I didn't touch anything. So you have the, the, the stream on pause. Let's just go ahead and reset everything, right? Can you do that now?